the word of God is a seed and the word of God can be sown if the word of God can be sown that means it is also subject to the laws that govern the soil sowing is a universal principle that was established by God the universe is subject to this principle because the universe itself is the result of this principle of sowing the kingdom way of doing things will always involve sowing and there's no way about it everything that is manifest is the result of a seed that was sown at some point everything that we see everything that is everything that is physical is a result of a seed that has been sown everything seen dates back to some form of a seed somewhere along the line when you see a seed you see a new genesis encapsulated in a small form of a body the bible speaks of faith being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and it goes on to say that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed you will speak to this mountain and it will move you see when you see a seed you are seeing the evidence of the hope of the sower the proof that what is yet to manifest does indeed exist whenever you see something that is a seed you are seeing the proof of the hope of the seed bearer and that seed also continues on to become an evidence that what is desired and what is sought for actually does exist so a seed is proof of existence of something bigger than the seed the same way when you look at a mustard seed it is proof of the existence of a big tree you see when god created man in his own image the man that god creates <laughs> was a farmer Look at the duties that God gives to Adam. God comes and he says, "Let us make man in our own image." And then after that, boom, God creates a farmer. That was Adam's occupation. Meaning that God himself was a farmer. Hence why Now remember I said that the word is a seed. Now, if God is a farmer, we now begin to understand what the bible means when it says in the beginning was the word this means the beginning of god's work was a seed the beginning of god's work was a seed look at the nature of the type of farmer that adam was 
just as God, he was a commercial farmer. His work was not just limited to feed his own stomach, but it was to dominate the rest of the world, to impact the rest of the world. It was for the benefit of the world at large. Now, if our father is a farmer and we are his children, then there must exist within our godly constructs an ability to work the seed. That ability could perhaps be dormant. But if we are children of God, which the Bible does speak of, it even says that we ourselves are gods. That means what is in God is also in us. That means if God is a farmer, we are also a farmer. If God was able to sow a word, the Bible says in the beginning was the word. That means in the beginning was a seed. And that seed gave birth to the universe. That means the ability is within us to take a seed in the form of the word of God within us and bring forth an experience and bring forth a physical, not spiritual, but a physical reality. That is an innate ability that God has placed within us as his children. So the ability to work the seed, if God was a commercial farmer, the seed that he sowed, the seed of his son, was not just for the benefit of himself, but it affected nations, it affected kingdoms, it affected everybody. Now, that means within us is that ability to work a seed beyond our direct appetites, beyond the appetite of our own belly, but to actually sow a seed and work it in such a way that it affects an area that goes beyond self. Now, I will show you something quickly. The book of Matthew, chapter 13. I'm sure we all know this. Um, the book of Matthew, chapter 13, from verse 18. Jesus has now spoken this parable to a few people to a crowd that was around him. And the book of Luke comes back and it also speaks of the same parable. But we'll look at this one. So the book of Mark chapter, the book of Matthew rather, chapter 13, from verse 18, it says, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart this is he which received seed by the wayside but he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receive it. Yet hath 
not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth, because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that received seed into good ground, into the good ground, is he that heareth the word, and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Now, I want to highlight, I believe, three key observations in this parable. The first is that these three scenarios that Jesus is presenting to these people, in each of them, these are people that all heard the word. None of them did not hear the word. Each one of them heard the word. Meaning these were all people who had the discipline perhaps and willingness to find themselves in a place where the word was being given and even disseminated. These were not enemies of God. <laughs> these were people willing to find themselves in a place where the word of God is being given. Chances are these were not even heathens. The second observation is that they all heard the word again. So this parable is dealing with the different processes that take place after the word has been ingested. Because all of them, this is something that is common amongst all of them, they all received the word. So there was a form of planting that happened across the board. So the Bible is not even necessarily talking about the actual process of ingesting the word. But it's now revealing unto us what happens and what does the word encounter after having been ingested after having been sown and the fourth observation or the third observation is that there are four types of places where the seed is sown these places if you go back and you read the book of Luke when he speaks of the same parable you'll understand that these places are described as the heart of man. Now, Matthew's description of this parable speaks of how the seed is received into these places. I'm going to show you something. It's going to sound even a bit weird. But trust me. The heart has four chambers. And this connection... Now, remember... 
the book of Matthew and even this parable, it's telling us of four instances in which the word of God is received or is heard. And there are now four different scenarios in which the word of God will have different experiences across these different conditions in which it is placed. So the book of Matthew describes the soil or the book of Luke describes the soil as or the platform where this seed is sown. He describes it as the heart. Now the heart has four chambers and this connection may explain why the word of God or different sermons or different topics that are covered in the word of God may have varying results within your life. You see, what I want you to do now, don't look at this parable as four things that are totally separate from one another. No, no, no. Look at it as four conditions that are existing in one place. Because the word that was sown across all of these environments was the same word. There was nothing different about it. It remained constant. But the results that came forth were inconsistent. Meaning and explaining to you that what we begin to see at times, even in your own life, what you have seen, there are certain words that when God will come and speak this, it will produce immediate results. There are certain topics that when they are covered, they will change your life. But certain topics may be spoken, certain words may be spoken to you. And all of a sudden, there is nothing that happens. Or the results may be mediocre, they may not be consistent, even with the quality of the word. Why is it? I'm showing you a mystery that there are four chambers within your heart. Now, the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 17. Now you must remember, the word of God is a seed. It's a seed. In the book of Luke, chapter 17, Jesus, after having spoken about this parable of the sower, he goes further to speak these words. He says to them, For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Now, this means that whatever finds itself in the darkness and secrecy of the soil shall soon be made manifest in light. So whatever can be hidden within the soil will soon become a reality that even God himself, the scriptures cannot be broken, Whatever goes under the soil will find itself manifesting in the light according to the book of Luke chapter 8 verse 17. There's a scripture, it's in the book of Hosea, where God is speaking to the Israelites, telling them that you sowed wind 
and you are going to reap a whirlwind. That is now telling you that soil has the ability that even if you sow nothing, you are going to reap a greater manifestation of nothing from the soil. So soil has a power, it has an ability of bringing something to manifestation. Anything within your life that you desire to manifest needs to be put into the soil. It needs to be put into the soil. The soil is a powerhouse of manifestation. The soil brings forth manifestation. Now, the Bible, if it is telling us in the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 17, that anything that is put into secrecy, the law that God has set up is that that thing must be exposed. That thing must manifest. So the life that you begin to see around you is the manifestation of something. And the absence of certain things that are not manifesting in your life is telling you of what has not gone into the soil. What is absent in your manifestations is because of the absence of that thing in the soil, in the secrecy and the darkness of the soil. Now, if you go and you actually look at the book of Hosea, chapter 8, verse 7, God is speaking and he says, For they have sown the wind, they shall reap the whirlwind. Imagine, these people have sown wind, and they are reaping a whirlwind. They are reaping a greater manifestation of the wind. They are not just reaping wind again, but they are reaping a whirlwind. What is that explaining to you? It is explaining to you the nature of soil. That now whatever God will come and compare to soil, that means that thing has an ability to bring forth a greater manifestation of whatsoever is placed inside of it. Remember, I am talking about the word of God being a seed. And I've came and mentioned to you how the heart is the soil. Now, by speaking forth the words of God and those words being spoken upon you, the word begins to find root. And then just like the word became flesh, those words grow and transform into a physical manifestation. By speaking forth the word of God, by continually speaking the word of God, declaring the word of God, and even the word of God being spoken upon you, and you receiving the word of God, words that are in line with where you are going, in line with your destiny, by cons consistently doing those things, the word of God will eventually take root. And just as the word of God became flesh, those words spoken to you will begin to manifest, not spiritually, but physically. You need to understand something. God gives you spiritual words, not so that they can remain spiritual, 
but rather that they can manifest into the physical. Any promise that God gives you, any word that God gives you, any promise that you even believe in the scriptures by your own study and you claim this promise that this is mine. Listen, you need to be able to communicate with God through the word. You can communicate with anybody on earth by simply having something that is written by them. Writing is a spiritual access. It is a spiritual self-fold, if I may say, that connects you to the author. Imagine Jesus, after he had done everything upon this earth, the one thing that he leaves us with, he does not leave us with a mantle. He does not leave us with a towel. He does not leave us with a handkerchief. He does not leave us with much, but he leaves us with his word. Why? Because through his word, we have direct access to him. Through words, you have direct access to any man of God upon the face of this earth. Distance is not a barrier. If through the word of God, we were able to cover the distance separating the earth and heaven, that is now telling you that the word of God, it's your access point. <clears throat> it is your access point. So you need to communicate with God and begin to see the mysteries and the promises of God concerning you and begin to declare those things because they are spiritual. But God's intention is that if something is a spiritual word, God's desire is that word becomes flesh. Now, the word sown through declarations, prophecy, meditation, prayer, and any other form of utterance becomes the genesis of a future experience. The word sown through declarations, prophecies, meditation, prayers, and any other form of utterance, those words become a genesis for tomorrow's experiences. So today could be the result of yesterday's declarations, yesterday's words that were spoken, because you must remember that you are a God and you speak. And there are so many realities that are the result of your own words. That is why Jesus says, man shall give account for every idle word. That means every empty word, because if an empty word is sown, it will you will reap a greater void within your life. There are certain voids within your life. You don't understand where they come from. It's because of idle, empty, useless, barren words that you spoke. And those things fell into the ground of your heart. They fell into the soil of your heart. And as a result, you are seeing barrenness manifesting in a greater form in different areas of your life. Why? Anything that gets into the ground, even if it's wind, according to the scripture, if you sow wind into the ground, you will reap a whirlwind, you will reap a tornado, you will reap a hurricane. So even idle words will produce a greater level of emptiness within a person's life. Why? Because sowing is a principle. And the universe is subject to that principle. Now, if the devil wants to fight a believer, since our father 
is a father. You need to understand that the devil is an imitator of God. He will look for someone to fight us with seeds. If the way that God is able to prosper us is through seeds, if the way that God has given us for us to even prosper is through seeds, you need to understand that the enemy will fight us with seeds. Meaning that he will look for someone, and usually this will be a witch or somebody who is serving the kingdom of darkness. He will, When he wants to fight a believer, he will go and look for someone, a physical human being. He will look for someone, usually a witch, to speak against you so that through that the enemy will fight you with seeds my god jesus 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 so you need to understand that very well that the enemy will fight you through words. The words that you refuse to speak, the enemy will go and speak them for you. Declaration of the word of God, meditation on the word of God is necessary. Why? Because the enemy is forever looking for people who will plant seeds on his behalf against you. Plant the word. That is a seed. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, when you look at the Word of God, you begin to understand something. That the ground has an effect upon the seed. The ground has an effect upon any seed. In the parable, when the soil is mentioned, there is always an effect that it has when it touches the seed. The seed is influenced and affected by it. When a word finds its way into your heart, there will always be a reaction. So look at the word of God that has been given to you. Pick out the seeds that are relevant to your life and begin to sow them. And by sowing them, you create the beginning of a new tomorrow. A new harvest will only come through the planting of seeds today. The word of God gives birth to realities. The word of God gives birth to flesh. It gives birth to fleshly manifestations. So if tomorrow is to be a different experience. That means there's sowing that needs to happen today. The presence of Jesus will give you peace. It will give you life. But it is only the principles of Jesus that will give you prosperity.